Mind Fudgers, and welcome to episode 32 of the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Andy! Also known as... Princess Sophia. The one and only. Yay, me! <laughs> and of course... George Chipses. The Greek Eagle. Yep. The Golden Greek Eagle. Oh, oh! There you go. What's, his, what's his new uh, adjective for the week? Uh, glorious. The glorious golden Greek eagle. There we go. Is this is going to keep getting longer and longer. Yeah. We'll see how long we can remember it for. <laughs> and nobody's going to remember after like the fifth adjective. You hope. Probably not. You hope. We're going to make a shirt with like a thousand adjectives. <laughs> when we become the new Usador, basically. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. How's uh, your week been, guys? It's been good. How about you? It's been all right. Can't complain too much. Too much? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot to go over today. Yeah. Uh, so our theme for the week is books. And this one was chosen by Andy. Of Surprise. Course. I just want to let you know, when we were deciding on themes, I was a hair away from choosing books so I can just run it into the ground to make you upset. That's pretty much every episode you're in, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I guess it's no different than any regular yeah. episode. Well, we know why George would have picked books despite you. But why did you pick books, Andy? I had to pick a topic. I was in the bathroom when you texted me. So I was like, oh, well, I'm reading. So. I'm reading your text while I poop. That's a better answer than we usually get, so <laughs> we'll take it. Books are the purest medium. How about that? That's, that's yeah. a good answer. It sounds like you're reaching, is what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, probably. All right, well, let's move on to this week's Mind Melters. Here are some terrible questions based on this week's theme. This is Mind Melters. Question number one. Andy, what is your favorite book? Neverwhere. Or maybe House of Leaves. American Gods. You have, to pick, you have to pick one. The Bible? <laughs> I was going to guess the Bible for you is exactly what I was going to pick. No. No. Uh, Neverwhere, probably. All right. What about yeah. you, George? Uh, does it have to be a book or can it be a comic as well? Books only. Books Book, only. If we're going to go books only, uh, it's going to probably be uh, Hank the Cowdog versus the Twister. I've never heard of that one. Uh, no. The only reason why I, it's probably my favorite because it's the first book I actually bought from a book fair. And I read it all the time, and I wrote a lot of book reports off of that one book. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's not embarrassing at all. That's It's not like it's your favorite because of content. It's your favorite because of history. Right. It's yeah. just nostalgia, really. Nostalgia makes perfect yeah. sense. It's yeah. not to be embarrassed It's about. not that yeah. it's a good book or it's interesting or anything. It's literally about a dog who thinks to himself, and a twister comes through Oklahoma, and he has to fight the twister. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma, where the uh, wind goes sweeping through the plains. Yep. Uh, for me, as Andy mentioned already in his list of books, uh, my favorite book of all time is House of Leaves. It's not even really close. Like I've read a lot of I stuff. I thought it was going to be in the, the Name of the Wind for you because you've been talking about that so much lately. That's probably going to be in my favorite series list. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if I'd put it as my like solitary favorite book. House of Leaves is my favorite standalone novel all right. I've ever read. And now I want to borrow the other set. I'll loan them to you. You'd yeah. like them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to question two. Andy, what is your least favorite book? <laughs> the Bible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe the King James version with all the begat, begat, begat. Begat, begat, hard begat. Read. I was very briefly a religious studies major. Oh, so I read. Why am I? Why am I not surprised? I'm argumentative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just hate yourself that much, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't ever finish any of the books that I tried to read during that. I was just like, well, this is dumb. I can't believe you fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, George? What is your least favorite book? Uh, fuck, what's that Viking poem thing that everyone has to read in school? Uh, Beowulf? Beowulf. I was going to say Beowulf because really? I didn't understand it as a kid and we were always forced to read it. 
What was the Dickens book that we had to read where he was literally paid by the word? Um, Tale of Two Cities? Tale of no, Two no. Cities? Tale of Two Cities is actually pretty good. It's shorter. Uh, Great Expectations. Great Expectations. Yeah. Great expectations. Man, fuck that book in the butt. <laughs> wow, this is, this is kind of funny that you say that. I uh, hate It's coming up pretty soon. Uh, I really don't have a least favorite book, unfortunately. Uh, if I had to think, though, it's probably going to be something that was required from school to read. I'm, I'm honestly astonished that you would even consider Beowulf. Because... Uh, well, it's the first thing I could think of that I remember, uh, this again. But, but I mean, it's like a great, like, heroic story about a guy I didn't, fighting a monster. I didn't appreciate it until college. Okay. Maybe I, I can understand not appreciating it at that age, but like... It's right up your alley. Uh, no, no. I, I once uh, once I had to read it for uh, British literature in college. Uh, I loved it okay. because once I understood what it was about and what they were trying to say, and like, there's not even technically a real monster. It's just uh, a legend of a monster or right. a legend of a people that were perceived as monsters. Right. Uh, but maybe the Great Gatsby. That's actually mm. my my answer. If I if Gatsby. I if I had to pick one for real, I hate that book with a fucking passion. I, yeah, because it's just a bunch of rich people with rich people problems, and it's poorly poorly written. F. Scott Fitzgerald was not a good writer. I, he was okay. No, it's the it's one of the very very few books in my entire life that I had had to like really really struggle to get through. Isn't he like singularly uh, responsible for everyone's like way we use English today? People give him way too much credit. <laughs> I think he's an atrocious writer. I hated, I hated The Great Gatsby. It was the only like required reading I had to do in high school that yeah. I just loathed. It was boring as shit. I hated that book. As I recall, he was one of the ones that's considered to have shaped the language. Right. But, I mean, so was Dickens. And like I said, a lot of good books by Dickens. But fuck Great Expectations. <laughs> that one in particular sucks butts. And I haven't read anything else by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Maybe he has other good books. But Great Gatsby in particular... It is just mind-numbingly boring. And it's I think my written. problem with it is was uh, one, it was about rich people having rich problems, and two, I had to read it like two, three times throughout my high school career, and it just for me it was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I like that book. You don't I, like that? I, no, I love that book, but I had to read that book six times. It was like I read it in eighth grade, I read it in ninth grade, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and then we had a different teacher come in in the middle of the year, and I had to read it again. So six times. Yeah, Great Gatsby was my uh, version of that. I had to read that book uh, from like tenth grade all really the way to sorry. senior year. I yeah, re- I feel so fucking, bad for you. <laughs> it fucking sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hated that story. I didn't hate the story. I just didn't enjoy the book. It was just boring. Yeah, I understand that. It's like a love triangle gone bad, and he's not a very interesting dude at the end of the book, which is the sad part. He's, he's not. not a very interesting dude at any point in the book. <laughs> That's very Well, he, he poses himself as a, as a very interesting man, and he keeps giving him this mysterious allure, but he's not when you find out the truth about him. It's very sad and stupid. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Poor, <laughs> yes, exactly. <poorly> executed. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Fitzgerald was the early day of M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Maybe he modeled his name after Scott, <laughs> of Scott Fitzgerald anyways. Like it's the first letter and then the two names. The twist. It was the eyes yeah. on the billboard all along. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Andy, who's your favorite author? Oh, Gaiman? Gaiman? I'm not surprised at all. No, he's, he's pretty great. He is really, um, really talented. I can't ever remember who did Transmetropolitan, uh, but he's a close second. Okay. We're counting comic books now. Are we? Yeah, now good. you can. Yeah, good, because yeah. I'm not going to have one. <laughs> I know. What about you, George? Uh, so if we're going to include comic books, uh, which we should, because I wouldn't have anything otherwise. Sure, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, Brian K. Vaughn, probably. He uh, wrote Why the Last Man, which is one of my favorite, And he also wrote a lot of TV, which he was a featured writer on Lost. 
he he also wrote Saga. Oh yeah, and Saga, which is right fucking now. fantastic. So yeah, Brian K. Vaughn is extremely talented. He's one of the best writers in the comics industry right now, for sure. So I totally respect that pick. Yep. Um, as for me, again, House of Leaves is my favorite book, and Mark Danieluski is my favorite writer. Um, I've enjoyed every book he's done. So I haven't read it? most of the others. Ed Brubaker. The book's right fucking behind you. Brubaker's really talented. Yeah, Brubaker's my second favorite writer. Okay. I like this room because there's a lot of comic books in it. Thanks. Yeah. There's a lot of mine, too. You just can't see them. <laughs> we're, just, we're broadcasting from George's house today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> if it sounds different, that's why. Yeah, but yeah. The acoustics are better here. Well, that does it for mine, Melters. <laughs> Let's move on to this week's casseroles. How many casseroles we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by casseroles. Andy, who's been pissing you off this week? I came back from vacation this last Friday, and my fucking fridge had gone out. And by the smell of it, it had gone out. The moment you walked out of the door? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, we had a pork roast in there that we were, like, slow thawing because we set it cold, 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 cold. And uh, it was going to take, like, a week to thaw out in the fridge, and we were fine with that. Well the bag had burst open it swelled up so much yeah did you and then, eat it huh did you eat it oh yeah it was done by then that's <laughs> <laughs> talking about slow cooking at yeah. that point yeah it's slow thawed <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh we came in and i was like i know this smell it was terrible. Sucks. so did that you get a awful. new refrigerator because of that i bought a refrigerator today uh from lowe's they gave me an awesome deal and i'm super excited about it and it should be here saturday Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. I'm sorry, you had, to buy I'm a new sorry one, you had to buy a new one. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking okay, blows. We, got a, we massively upgraded. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's an Dude. awesome refrigerator. Is it like the refrigerator? Oh, you wouldn't have seen Silicon Valley. Never mind. You're the one that talks to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great episode. <laughs> what about hot you, George? Dog, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> hot dog penis. <laughs> uh, what is your casserole my casserole for the week uh i went to dallas over the weekend with my girlfriend to go visit some of her family and uh we decided to go to the dallas aquarium because apparently it's really fancy and it is yeah yeah it's that uh that free roaming sloth well wasn't (laughs) i didn't didn't see a free roaming sloth but i did see a sloth but i didn't see a free roaming one but anyway you may have confused it for a statue (laughs) no he was he was there he moved his head a few times um it was an amazing aquarium. It's fucking great. Uh, the only thing that sucked is that the parking meters for the parking lot, which is run by the city, by the way, never worked. I no. had to like we had to like try really hard to find cash so we could pay the parking meter. It wouldn't take my mm, card. That's annoying. Yeah, so I had to lose a good parking spot because of that shit. Yeah, that so sucks. Yeah. Fuck those city operated parking ATM things. All right, those are my casseroles. Uh, my casserole are people that force themselves into other people's business and uh, give advice they shouldn't give. And uh, Were you talking about Andy? Yes. I might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> He's right in the room, dude. Come on. I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but uh, just people that try to involve themselves in other people's business. Gotcha. It's, uh, it's very frustrating. It's like, I'm not going to name names, but it's you. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but it's Andy, for so, sure. <laughs> those, those people suck, for sure. I think we can all agree on that. Of course, yeah. yeah so. Casseroles! 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 Man, it echoes in here when you do that. I know. <laughs> Let's move on to this week's consumption. 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 Oh, we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> Andy, what have you been consuming this week? Uh, I read Sleeping Giants, 
which is a book that George recommended to both me and his girlfriend without having read. Uh, it won like the Hugo Award uh, in 2015 or 2016. Dude, who hasn't won the Hugo Award? I don't know. I'm just saying it was highly recommended. And have you, uh, have you won the Hugo Award twice? <laughs> okay, I've only written one book. <laughs> it's like some homeless guy named Hugo. He's like, your book's real good, dude. Ooh, Thumbs great. up. <laughs> Thumbs up, bro. It's got nice paper. I use it for TP. <laughs> the cover's real nice. <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to shadows fall no uh, i saw i, I follow uh like a, a subreddit on uh like sci-fi books on a subreddit it's weird because you're illiterate i'm not illiterate <laughs> i swear it's just i don't make time for books like you do yeah yeah so all right that, fair that's that's what it is that's what it all comes down to yeah um uh, anyway it was uh, recommended and i like the synopsis the synopsis sounds fucking cool and i suggested it to Catherine, and uh she was telling me like play by play what was going on in the book and I was like, oh, Andy might dig that. So Yeah, it's damn near written like how most of my stories are written. The bunch of... Uh, it reminds me a lot of Arrival. Have you ever seen the movie Arrival? No. Oh, uh, you would enjoy it. I don't make time for movies. Well, there's there's <laughs> there's the problem. <laughs> what about you, George? Uh, I've been watching Game of Thrones, but I'm trying to stay spoiler free for... Because I will cut you. <laughs> Been watching a lot of that, and then uh, DuckTales and, premiered. And diligently waiting for the book um, to come out. For it's never going to Book six. I'm, I'm also waiting. I mean, I've been a fan of Song of Ice and Fire for a long time. Game of Thrones. So. Uh, yeah. DuckTales also premiered. And How is it? It was awesome. I fucking enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. That's cool. Uh, the only thing that sucks is I accidentally recorded in standard def, which pissed me off. Uh, I fucking hate it when that happens. Yeah. What a, he only reads high def books. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was great. So if you're a fan of the show and if you're a fan of the comics, which I'm both, and uh, you should definitely check out the new DuckTales show. Cool. Uh, as for me, I revisited a movie that I have not seen since I was a little kid. Um, was Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as scary. Uh, no, it was the only movie I ever watched in my entire life that actually terrified me. And I haven't seen it since I was a little kid, but I went back and rewatched it because the remake is coming out very soon. It. Oh, Stephen King's It. Hmm. Um, have you guys both seen it? Yes, I read I've the seen book. The, I was thinking about rewatching the uh, original before I see the new one. It's pretty extreme for a made-for-TV film, hmm. even still. Um, there's a lot of really dark stuff in there, and I mean, well, it's, it's a not Stephen King book. It's not well, I know, but I mean, to like imagine you're a kid watching it because I was watching it and trying to remember the things I felt when I watched it the first time, and things like the suicide really fucked me up when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, not not so much now. I mean, now I kind of like laughed at it a little bit and there were parts that were funny and like I was making jokes as I watched it, but um, it still reminded me of how I felt when I watched it as a kid. Maybe we should have a mind fudge commentary track for the old movie. That could be fun. Yeah. I'll uh, just sit there and go, yeah, this wasn't like this in the book. <laughs> it probably wasn't. But, but now <laughs> I'm actually kind of inspired to read the book because I've heard so many good things about it and how much better it is. Mm. Um, and I kind of want to read it now that the movie's coming out as well, so... Probably Isn't the movie soon. supposed to be closer to the book? Like the new movie coming out? Maybe. I mean, I don't really I thought, know. I thought that's why the whole point was like making it into a two-parter movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be darker. This movie sure. coming out is going to be a two-parter. Like they're ending it when the kids are kids. So when the sequel comes out, there will be adults. Interesting. That could or they'll be recast, really good. Or they're going to yeah. recast it with adults kind of deal. It's so weird because like Seth Green is one of the kids in the original It. fuck i forgot that was seth green yeah i know i was watching i was like what the fuck seth green when he's like 12 (laughs) 
so weird. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. I watched it, so it was pretty cool. Awesome. And I'm going to try to read the book now. Yeah. I've uh, got some time. I've been thinking really about reading good. the Dark Tower series, but Andy says don't. Why? No, Andy said don't watch the movie. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? No, I just know that it doesn't stick to the uh, books. Well, the movie for Dark Tower actually is part eight of the story. It's supposed to start after the end of book seven. It's always good when you start seven books in, eight books in. Well, you know what happens at the end of the story, right? I still don't like the idea of it. I don't recall there being a child in the books. It's it's a completely new, it's a continuation of the story from the books. It's not based on the books. Ah. That's the crutch. That's the... So if you uh, go into it with that mindset, you might enjoy it. Yeah, that does sound better. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. The, yeah, the movie looks mediocre, but uh, I've been interested in reading the books. I was at half price recently, and I saw. I was thinking about picking it up. I'm. I definitely want to see it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So cool. Well, that does it for consumption. Let's move on to tell us something nutty. And Andy, since you picked books, oh it's son your of turn. a bitch. <laughs> you forgot that part, didn't you? I always forget this part. <laughs> You're like, oh, you gotta tell us a funny story. Uh, <laughs> Um, you ever read a book that you weren't supposed to read because it was like, I don't know, too adult or too graphic? The Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. <laughs> I did buy a copy of the Necronomicon. Have you ever been like slightly judged for buying a certain book? <sighs> yeah, when I was about 12, I decided that I wanted to know more about witchcraft. Okay. So All I right. downloaded Book of Shadows or whatever. Okay. And this was, of course, right out, right around the time Blair Witch came out, so that was super popular. And, uh... I went to some site that I had to punch in my email to download it, and I got an email from the owner of the site calling me basically a little bitch for downloading a copy of this book. And I was like, why did you even have it if you're going to make fun of me? So he was, <laughs> the whole entire point is like, I'm going to see who downloads this book so I can troll the fuck it's out like of it. Yeah. EPUB archive where some guy's just like trolling like the people that choose. It's like, it you, was... you have terrible taste in books, and now look at what it needs to become. <laughs> become the ultimate troller. <laughs> It was weird as shit, but yeah, he was right. He was right. <laughs> so you you said you downloaded a story. Uh, no, I was trying to help you start your your story, but I've downloaded books before. Erotic. Erotic yeah. novels. Yeah, Erotic of novels. course. Yeah, hey, you know, <laughs> when internet was fucking slow, erotic stories will get the imagination going. Oh, God. I read a book in uh, WordPad. I did, too, a few times. Uh, it's miserable. It's very challenging. <laughs> you feel so accomplished when you finish. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. I was like, do, we don't have anything else to talk about, do we? Do we have any funny stories from bookstores? Uh, bookstores. Uh, I took a massive shit in Half Price one time. I took a massive shit downstairs one time. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've got something i don't think it's like super funny or whatever but when i was in college uh my freshman year of college you know bookstores on campus will buy books back to reuse for the next year Uh uh-huh pennies on the dollar not for a lot (laughs) you know you spend 300 dollars for a book and you get like 25 back on it yeah Um, it is bullshit but yeah um nowadays kids are so much luckier because they can just go on torrent sites and download their textbook and not have to deal with that shit Uh uh-huh so but uh i found a box full of textbooks i like, thought you were gonna say porn no it was, a, it was a i mean it might as well have been i found a Learning box porn. Of, of textbooks um that were un, unregistered nobody claimed them like they were just sitting in the parking lot yeah and i was like uh if i leave these here somebody's gonna sell them or i can just take them and sell them <laughs> so awesome <laughs> so you got free lunch 
Uh, I made like 75 bucks. Yeah. Off all these books. And it was like at the end of the year. So I just assumed they like fell off somebody's truck or something. Uh, my, uh, not my college roommate, but a friend of my college roommate had this racket where, uh, he would buy a book, uh, from the bookstore, the college bookstore and books would cost like two, 300 bucks. Like y'all said, and they had this return policy up to 10 to 15 days because you might drop a class between then. So what he would do is he would buy the book, photocopy it from <laughs> back to front. I knew people that did that. And then he'll return the book and he will get all his money back. Yeah. I mean, it was expensive to photocopy him too, but. It was a oh, lot I mean, cheaper than actually paying for the book. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then he would sell the paperbacks to his colleagues and friends and people in his uh, nice fraternity. I bought a used math book once, and it made me jealous. I was like, "Fuck! I should have thought of that." <laughs> I bought a used math book once. Did it have all the answers in it? No, it was like uh, ten dollars, and the regular one was three hundred or something like that. So I was like, "Fuck that! Ten dollars. Here you go." Then I had to spend $250 for an access code to do the homework. Lame. Yeah. That is lame. Yeah. Actually, my last like two years of school, I just didn't buy the books for the most part. I would just borrow them from other people in the class. Or yeah. like if they just weren't important, I just didn't need them. I downloaded my books for my last year. And I still mostly made Bs. So <laughs> like you could totally get through college without school books. Yeah, college. I was a like a CB student for the most part. Some classes, I was an A student. Yeah, I had a few A's. I was on the dean's list for uh, my last year. Wow. What, what, what? Smarty over here. All that book learning. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this in a movie once. I did. All right. Well, that does it for Tell Us Something Nutty. It wasn't uh, very None nutty. of those are, are very nutty, but I mean, it's books. It's kind of hard to be like... Hilarious. Look at our wild and crazy book stories. We're so funny. One time I read this book at a McDonald's. That's it. <laughs> you know, knowing you, you would know have some stories about that. You know, oddly, I don't. <sighs> Weird. Let's move on to Hot Fudge, though. You want the Hot Fudge? All right, so uh, this week's hot fudge is about Charles Dickens. It all comes back, everybody. There you go. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Charles Dickens is a very famous author, wrote books such as Oliver Twist, Christmas Carol, and Tale of Two Cities, and Great Expectations, as you said. Fuck Great Expectations. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also crazy superstitious and weird. Yes. Uh, he believed in the paranormal, mental powers, and bad omens. Uh, Dickens would often practice his own hypnotism on his wife and children when they were sick so that he can heal them with his mental powers. He would not let them so go to the doctor. Them. Right. <laughs> I have great expectations for you, wife. <laughs> he would not let them go to the doctor when they got sick, which is weird. Uh, Charles Dickens would only write if he had spent the night before sleeping uh, facing north because he felt uh, sleeping while facing north gave him more creativity from the North Star. Uh, to make sure that he the was, source of our creativity. <laughs> uh, to make sure that he was sleeping in the right direction, he would always carry a compass with him so that he could uh, move hotel bed, motel beds, and uh, and he while traveling, he can always put himself in the proper position at all times. Hmm. Uh, part of the superstition was believed that he could control his own luck and would often have to touch things multiple times. Like before he go outside, he would have to touch the doorknob three times. So OCD. so OCD. Yeah, he was a, he was an early OCD, but nobody fucking knew what OCD was back then. Uh, he was also part of the famous Ghost Club, uh, who was also another famous author was part of, which was uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, author of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, they uh, what the Ghost Club did is they researched and investigated paranormal, but not limited to ghosts, apparitions, mediums, hauntings, and poltergeist phenomena. Uh, one mm. of the club's earliest investigations was the Davenport Brothers 
and their spirit cabinet. Which turned, I just had this idea of like all these famous writers sitting around a campfire, like, "Are you afraid of the dark?" (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much how we got Frankenstein. (laughs) Uh, So uh, they, uh, it was called out to be a hoax, and uh, Houdini figured out how they did it with uh, just seeing their trick one time. Mm. And uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle refused to believe it because he thought that spiritualism was real. Uh, So they went to challenge it and. After they figured out this and this is not going to happen, it's fa- all fake. Uh, the club quickly dissolved in the 1870s uh, after Dickens' death. Hmm. Uh, in 2012, it was discovered that in order to banish bad omens, he inscribed his own personal copy of David Copperfield, which was known to him as his favorite book, and he also called it his child. Uh, he sent it to the owner of a Sheffield tool company called William Brooks. William Brooks and Sons. After the manufacturer have given Dixons a box of cutlery, uh, Dickens believed if a knife was given to you as a gift, that the relationship between the giver and recipient will end soon. And the only way to avoid that is to give them a coin or some other gift in the same caliber quickly. So he gave that book to that family, and that book stayed with that family for generations until 2012, where it went up for auction up to nearly 50,000 pounds. How much is that in real money? I have no idea. <laughs> and uh, that's a heavy book. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Dickens was a strange fellow. Yes, and uh, very superstitious. So I thought that was interesting and fun. So hot fudge, everybody! Hot fudge, call. We should do a, a comic series about the Ghost Club. <laughs> I think it's been done already. It's definitely been mentioned in books because I saw some of it while I was researching. Cool. Well, let's move on to this week's Ask the Nuts. It is time to ask the nuts. It's a bit nutty. Question number one. Andy, how do you feel about ghostwriters? Uh, well, I mean, they seem very important to Hell's ecology. I feel like this is a joke going over my head. <laughs> Not ghostwriter. Ghostwriter. Oh, yes. It went right over your head. <laughs> um, Remember, we're talking about books. <laughs> ghostwriters, they fulfill a, an important role but i'm not sure how i personally feel about them like i'm sure that they are great for biographies and stuff i just Mm -hmm. wish that people wouldn't claim that it's an autobiography when it was ghost written well aren't like all celebrities like autobiographies mostly ghost written that's what i'm getting at yeah so like those are biographies not autobiographies i've seen the movie uh ghost rider with uh, ewan mcgregor and pierce brosnan that was a good movie i've seen the movie ghost rider with nicholas cage saw the sequel as well (laughs) it's horrible Uh, I, I don't have such a problem with ghost writers. I think Andy makes a good point about the biography stuff, but aside from that, yeah. So aside from that, they don't do anything. Question two, Andy, what is your favorite book series? It's Song of Ice and Fire right now, but if they don't finish it, I'm going to change it. Because if they don't finish it soon, George, we're going to come have talks with you. No, no he, like, like he cares. <laughs> no, he he doesn't give a shit at all. He's just rolling around in money in a fake lake made out of his reader's tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moat. It's not a lake. It's a moat. <laughs> um, if we're including comic book series, Transmetropolitan, Sandman, uh, both those are great. Yeah. Ready, George? Uh, if we're going to include comics, I'm going to touch back and say why The Last Man. What about non-comics? <sighs> non-comics... Uh, C-Spot <laughs> The Bernstein Bears I knew you were going to say that <laughs> Bernstein or Berenstein It's Berenstein or whatever the fuck it's called No, uh, I don't know uh, 
I enjoyed uh, The Hobbit a lot as a kid, and yeah. I, I couldn't finish Lord of the Rings because it got too wordy. Really? Yeah. I got up to like halfway through Two Towers, and I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> so your favorite series is one you never finished? Yeah. I enjoyed the first part. <laughs> Excellent. Um, my favorite series, I, I think if Song of Ice and Fire gets finished, it could easily be that. Um, because the first five novels are excellent, and I've been a fan for a long time. But as far as completed series go, I'm going to have to go with The Belgariad from David Eddings. Um, it's one of the first like fantasy novel series that I ever read, and it really got me into the genre just as much as Lord of the Rings did, uh, which I did finish. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the movies. That's all I need to know. This was way before the movies even existed. I, mm-hmm. I remember reading it when I was 12 and being like, I hope one day there's a movie of this. <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie when you were a kid. It just wasn't very good. And it only covered like, you know, a the, chapter, <laughs> the first chapter. Yeah. There's a series called uh, Chronicles of Black Company. That was really good about mercenaries. Uh, high fantasy. It was, it was pretty good. You would like it. I think I've got hard copies somewhere. Yeah, sure. I'd love to read it. Yeah. I also really liked the, the first Shannara series from uh, Terry Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, Sword and Elfstones and uh, Sion. He did something before. It was the, the prequel to Angel Fire East. It was really good. Hmm. But I might also be mixing two different Terrys. Probably. There's yeah. there's a few Terrys that are well-known as writers. Yeah, I hate that. Um, Get an original name, guys. <laughs> no more Terrys. <laughs> Too many Terrys. Terrys are banned from writing books. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next question. Uh, what's a series that you wish would continue that's already ended? Uh, I'm not sure if Discworld counts as ended or not. I think he just kind of stopped writing slash died. That one's really good. And if he just continued, I'd have enough books to read for the rest of my life, I think. Because there's already 42? There's a lot, yeah. Yeah. And I've read, I want to say, eight. So, uh, but really... Hey, if you got something good going, keep going with it. Chronicles of the Black Company was really good. Uh, Videsso's Cycle was really good, but that also came to a pretty good ending. So, I don't know. All right. What about you, George? I don't have an answer. <laughs> At all? No. Yeah, it's like me in the movie episode. We had a movie episode? <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of movie episodes. <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, I mean can't think of anything that i wish oh this should have and it shouldn't have ended i can't think of anything most of the time you start with a beginning and an end in mind right yeah mm. i mean when a, a usually when a story for me ends i hopefully they do a good job and they give everyone a good arc and everything feels fulfilled and we made a good circle back and a world that i really loved exploring um this was a series that i tried reading so many times and i read like the first couple books and i would never continue it because it's so long um, but a couple of years ago, I finally finished reading Wheel of Time from Robert Jordan. Um, and it, the world is just so well fleshed out, and there's so much more you can do with it. I mean, the story ended excellently, and you know, everything was wrapped up like it should have been. But I feel like more stories in that universe would have been so much fun. So it's not really a continuation of the story, but a continuation of exploring the world. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more stuff based in the... So like a, like a spinoff. Sure. I'd love to see a spinoff. I would have seen it like to seem like a spin-off. I mean, Robert film. Jordan's dead, so that's not going to happen. Brandon Sanderson did a great job wrapping it up, but I would I would still like to see you know something else in that universe. Uh, can we do the reverse of this question? A series that continued that you wish had just stopped? <laughs> you can if you like. All right. Uh, either the Dragon Riders of Pern. Oh, when God. her son started writing it, it's just abysmal. It wasn't great when she was writing it. Um, but also they're trying to continue Harry Potter, and they should not do that. They but, didn't continue the books, though. They just... Uh, I said they should not do oh. that. Oh, you thought they should have quit at some point in the books? 
No, no, they're making a continuation story with Harry's kids that's being written right now. It was a play. It wasn't a book. They did it. Yeah. Well, they, they made also a- made that other movie, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a prequel. If it's in the still it the same. Horrible. Uh, <laughs> it sucked. I hated that movie. I thought it was okay. It was just Why you great. defend this? <laughs> I'm not. Def- well, my girlfriend's a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I love the original series, but like Fantastic Beasts was bad. I think it has room to get better. I don't think it was the yeah, worst thing ever, but I don't think it was that good either. It's it, like in between for me. It was okay. It feels like profitization. It was so predictable and and poorly executed. The only yeah. good thing about it was the fat funny guy. Uh, oh yeah, he was I, fantastic. I can't think of, he was the only good thing about the yeah. movie. You yeah. know, nothing clever happened, and everything well, was predictable. The, the characters weren't fleshed out, and I think that kind of shows that uh, J.K. Rowling is not as a seasoned screenwriter, but as a seasoned novelist. Uh, she probably needed someone to help her flesh out those characters more for a movie as opposed to what she had in the book already. Perhaps. But I would have been very happy stopping just with the end of Harry Potter's story. Yeah. I don't know. I, the I risk think, of shitting in the toilet of my I memories. I think it's totally... It's one of those things I would have loved to see more stories from that world. I think that Wizarding World is very interesting and that's what Fantastic Beasts was supposed to be. It's not really a direct tie to Harry Potter. So you're not so much arguing that they should continue the series. You're arguing that it's not a continuation of the series. It's a spinoff. Yeah, it's a spinoff series. They that should ha- stop the spinoffs. <laughs> that has small ties to the well, Harry Let's, let's go story. to the next question then. Uh, best and worst TV film adaptations of a book. Oh, uh, let's do something new with this one and let George start because he's going to have an opinion. Okay. <laughs> you would have to assume I read a book about it first. Oh, <laughs> it's usually movie first, then book. <laughs> hmm. A big part of this problem is going to be that I've read a lot of novelizations and I'm never really sure which came first. Like, I know that Star Wars did not start as a novel, but I've read the Star Wars. <laughs> but, but that's fair. I mean, you can compare the two, I think. Really? I mean, for the sake of brevity and the question, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that A New Hope was the worst of the novelizations of anything I've read. Uh, the Exorcist novelization, no, Poltergeist novelization was surprisingly good. Okay. Uh, especially considering I don't like that movie. Really? Yeah. The Craig T. Nelson one? Yeah. Wow, okay. I forgot there was another. Yeah, they remade it, oh, which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say Jaws because the book is horrible. I read the book because of the movie. Well, the movie was full of all kinds of like mistakes and shit, which is why it ended up being so you know, <laughs> clever and so interesting. Well, I mean, it was good filmmaking and uh, really good editing made the movie what it was, and yeah. the book is fucking stupid. Yeah. How about this? Forrest Gump. I've never read the book. I, read I love he that movie, He is though. a racist asshole. In the book. Huh. Is yeah. he? Yeah, as I recall. Or is he just, like, simple-minded? He's just stupid. No, he's an asshole. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, as I recall, he is a horrible person. Tom and Hanks can make everything awesome. That's the problem. I, I believe it was they just kept the writer out of the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. for, for me, as far as best, um, I remember reading Jurassic Park and, like, loving the... Yeah, mm. Catherine says Jurassic Park's great. Yeah, the book's great. Um, Lost World was Lost much World. better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I hear Lost World. I could, the book I is both, good. I can put both of them in there, honestly. Like, it's one of the worst adaptations. Um, also, recently we were talking about this on my other show, the Horror Geek Podcast, uh, Stephen King's slash Richard Bachman's Desperation and the Regulators. Mm-hmm. I love the books. They're so good. But the made-for-TV movie adaptation was atrocious. I don't think I've ever seen that or heard of that. Ron Perlman, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was not good at all. It was called Regulators? Yeah, the Regulators. Like the Warren G song? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Regulators! Yeah, but it's not like that. Oh. 
Uh, a lot of Stephen King movies are not as good as the books. Yeah, that's true. I know. I like The Shining, even though Stephen King shits all over it. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Not- I thought the mo- the sequel is the one I remember the most, unfortunately, because it has uh, that kid from Terminator Two in it. Edward Furlong. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw the sequel, if that's the case. Yeah, because, like, his dad's, like, a dick, and he tries to, like, cut his face off with a motorcycle tire. I missed that, apparently. I need to go back and find Pet Cemetery too. I'm pretty sure Edward Furlong's in it, unless Hmm. I'm mistaken for another kid that they just happen to look similar. All right. Andy, uh, scariest book you've ever read? Scariest book I've ever read, House of Leaves. God. I mean, a lot of Stephen King books are unsettling. Uh, nor- normally, when when Andy does this and he's just like, "I'm going to name the same thing over and over again," I stop him. But House of Leaves is such a masterpiece; it's it's my answer too. It's not even close. Yeah, I mean, I don't you, even know what it's about. Let me put it this way: House of Leaves is a book that I've bought five or six times and given away every time. Oh wow! I've given yeah. it, I've given away at least two or three copies. Yeah, because I'm always telling people they have to read it. It's such a masterpiece. Yeah. It's also the only book that I've read that is truly scary at any point. Yeah, same here. Like, I had to put it down and walk away. Like, the first time I read it, because the way it's written is the pages are manipulated to make you feel as if you're you're going through what the people are experiencing in the book. And it's basically a very simple story about this family that moves into a house, and every day the house seems a little bit bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. And they discover this giant cavernous hole, and they send a research team, including the dad of the family, down into the hole to explore that sounds like a bad idea. And uh, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And there's no way they can explain that it's this size. And there's all these other like side stories that sort of tie into it. Yeah. And everything's, everything's so well put together and so well crafted. Um, but some of the stuff that happens, especially to the father, when he's down in that cavernous area, um, I mean, just thinking about it kind of gives me chills. Like the first time I read it, there's a scene where he's crawling and he, he feels this this thing coming behind him and he doesn't know what it is. And uh, he can just feel breath on his neck, even though there's nothing there. And like you get to that point in the story, and I don't know. I'm sure you can remember exactly what I'm talking about. I had to put the book down and go outside and take a walk. And like that's abnormal for me. I don't go walking around in the sun. Like, but I was just like, I got to get out of here for I a need few to minutes because <laughs> I felt like there was something standing behind me when I was reading the book, and nothing else has ever made me feel that way. I want to say in like chapter three, he actually gives you a word in German, unheimlich. Something like that. It means like unhomelike, mm-hmm. basically unsettling, mm-hmm. and it's the only word that I've ever felt was appropriate for pretty much everything in that damn book. But it's a frame story too. So you've got what he's talking about with the house, mm-hmm. and it's a series of movies, and then you've got a guy who's basically proofreading and editing a synopsis of these movies written by someone else. Uh, and that someone else died horribly or disappeared. Disappeared I, yeah. in the house, yeah. Disappeared under uh, questionable circumstances because of this. And then you get to watch his uh, sanity degrade while also finding out more it, and more like stuff. a descent into madness him. and also like this, watching this family fall apart and dissolve and watching like people die horrific deaths. Every there's time so you read much, it, you got something different. Yeah, from there's it. there's something new every single time you read it. I've read it, I think, seven or eight times at this point. Um, it's a, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's such an incredible <laughs> book. Yeah. Okay. We we should we should probably stop uh, jerking <laughs> this guy off. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. If you get a chance, read House of Leaves. It's the best book I've ever read. Yeah. Easily. All right. 
What about you? Have you read anything scary? Uh, what was that book? Uh, scary stories to read in the dark. I loved that when I was a kid. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Goosebumps. I read uh, Goosebumps so were no. really scary. <laughs> and uh, a comic book I read recently uh, called Severed, which is like about a guy who uh, kidnaps orphan children and eats them like body part by body part very slowly. Story of Andy's life. Yeah, it's it's a fucked up story. Scott Snyder, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it's really good. Witches is actually pretty terrifying in a couple places. Yeah. Uh, that's another one of his. He's he's a very good horror writer. He's <laughs> a good writer in general. Yeah. I would like to read these. He should, definitely. After I finish what I'm working on next, though. Next question. Andy, what is the most influential book you've ever read? The Bible. Influential to me or influential to others? To you. Neverwhere. I, I mean, I know that I've already listed as one of my favorites, but it was also arguably one of the first ones that I really read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it when I, I think I was about 12, and I don't think I would have read nearly as much as an adult if I hadn't read that. Okay. What about you, George? Uh, Probably The Watchmen. It's probably the most influential thing I've ever read. Watchmen is probably pretty high on my list, too. It's a, you know, it's definitely one of the books that kept me in love with comics as I got older. And not only, uh, not only that, but it changed the way I looked at comics. That and too. it also changed the way my idea what a superhero is supposed to be like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was probably still today one of my favorite books. Uh, my most influential book, I think, hands down, is going to be Fellowship of the Ring. That was the first fantasy. Not House of Leaves? I mean, House of Leaves is the pinnacle of I was joking. literature for me. But, you know, Fellowship of the Ring was the first foray into fantasy for me. Lord of the Rings and, like I said, the Belgariad were the first two fantasy series I ever read. And Lord, like, Fellowship of the Ring was the first book I read. And it completely just opened my mind to a whole new world. Because, like, I was bullied as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, I escaped into reading a lot. And, like, that was the first book that really kind of gave me that outlet. So it it influenced all of my decisions as, like, what books I liked as I grew up. And it kept me reading until I was in college and, you know, even still. Like, I've talked about uh, Patrick Rothfuss's series, Kingkiller Chronicles. I'm still reading like really good fantasy stories that are a continuation of my love that was developed from reading Fellowship of the Ring. So, cool. Yeah. Next question, uh, Andy. What are your thoughts on Ready Player One? I I'm, read this. I suggested this to you, and I read it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a steaming pile of garbage. Oh, you didn't hate it. Shut <laughs> up. You're a liar. I've heard. I've not ever read it myself, but I know a lot of comic book writers that I really respect that have been discussing it in detail. And they all say it's a great story that's very poorly written. Yeah, that is an excellent way of putting it. I can see that. I mean, uh, the way I, because uh, I didn't read it. I had the audiobook when I was had a, like, a long commute from my old job. And uh, it's very uh, Im- uh, imagination candy is basically what it is. He, ta- he takes a lot of good sources from old stories and reworks it into him, his story, and uh, never scratches more than the surface kind of of those stories. Yeah. It's very shallow. I mean, it, it really just completely lacks depth. Uh, it's fairly obvious where it's going from oh, page yeah, from one. Ch- chapter one. Yeah, you know exactly how the story's going to end. It kind of reminds me of a Mary Sue fan fiction. And that's not... I mean, uh, of course, you can do it. Doesn't mean that you should. He's got something novel going there, but he really needs to... to it needed more spit and polish, you know? Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's the movie fun, translation works better. See, that's what I'm concerned about. I just don't know how that's going to translate as a movie because there's a lot of like weird sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. that I just don't understand how S- Steven Spielberg, of all people, is going to translate that into a movie. 
I would be frank, the only thing that bothers me more than uh, just thinking about, like, worrying about it being a movie is worrying that it's going to be made like an 80s sci-fi movie. Uh, well, you haven't seen the trailer yet, I take it. No. Oh, yeah, the trailer's just much like that. Fuck. <laughs> it looks like a, a mashup of, like, an 80s sci-fi movie and, like, Minority modern Report. Tron. It reminds me of Minority Port meets Tron with nostalgia. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Really, my biggest issue is that they do... He doesn't have a character. Well, the main the, character the main is not character, a person. The main it's character is, a, is like a base character for you to latch onto. So whatever happens to the character, you're supposed yeah. to feel it. No, no. I'm familiar with it because it's why Twilight is so popular. <laughs> Bella is not characterized because she's meant for you to put yourself into. Right. Speaking of, uh, next question. Name a book you didn't like at first that grew on you. What, how the hell did we get to speaking of? Because you were talking about how awful Twilight is. Right. Really? It did not grow on <laughs> I was about to say, did you really like Twilight, No, I, I never read it. I've only seen the first movie begrudgingly, and I hated it. All right. Uh, ask me again, if you don't mind. Like, <laughs> name, name a book that you did not or, like in the beginning that grew on you. The Bible. Harry Potter. You I didn't, didn't like not, it. You didn't like I Harry did Potter? not like the first one. It starts I, really slow. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that, Harry Potter has huge issues. Um. Yeah, it's self-fulfilling prophecy, but that's not what the issue is. The issue is that he doesn't ever have to learn anything. Yeah, if, if everything everything happens by accident. Yeah, the movies are like that too. I am aware. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's problematic because it doesn't show any growth of the character. He just stumbles from issue to issue, and that's about all you've got. He Jack Burton's everything, pretty much. And <laughs> the only characterization he's got is that he his parents are dead. Yeah, his parents are dead, and uh, he kind of flies off the handle a lot. He can't handle his anger. Yeah, mm, I can see that. He's an angry orphan. They develop more as it goes along, and he he becomes a really well fleshed out character. But I can that's that's a great example of it starting poorly and becoming great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe she really wanted to get to the end part the most, but she knew she had to start it somewhere. So. He's just magic, Batman. Yeah, I guess everything kind of is convenient the way it happens for Harry Potter. Yeah, and it's. It's really convenient for him that Voldemort is the shittiest arch villain ever. Uh, was it? Uh, it's the power of love, bro. Barty Crouch. Yeah. Uh, Junior. Buddy Crouch. Yeah. Uh, he is like the the best villain in the entire series. N- everything that he does works out well, and is just fucked over by Voldemort being a douche dick. A douche dick. Not douche just dick. a douche, but a douche dick. Yeah. He kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, George? Uh, God, something that I did not like but grew to like. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I didn't like Thirty Days a Night the first time I read it. I didn't either. Yeah, but I, I, I like it now. I like I liked after like Volume Two and Three came out, the trades. Yeah. So when like the first volume came out, I didn't really maybe because I didn't understand the art from Ben Temple Smith. But I guess that's that's my answer if we're gonna go with comics route for me. Okay. Um, I actually have like the perfect book, Star Wars: The Truce at Bakura. It was written by Kathy Tires. Um, it was a book that I like tried to get into probably a hundred times. I would read the beginning and then put it down and not come back to it for a while, and then start over and then put it down. And it just it, the beginning sucked, but the story itself is actually great once you make it past the first like five chapters. Um, so that book's always stuck with me as like one of the hardest books I ever had to read because it was so hard to get through through the beginning of it. All the Star Wars books, I've never really enjoyed them. I don't uh, think I've ever read uh, a offshoot novel of uh, Star Wars. Like they just some of them are good. It's just 
it depends. They don't ever seem to do the characters well, or at least not to what feels right for them. Because mm-hmm. I remember one of Timothy Zahn's where I want to say Han Solo and Chewie get imprisoned as slaves in a mine, and it's just not very. It doesn't feel like them. You know? Right. Feels out of character based on the ones we know. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't tell if it's ever just because it's characters that you know or if it's that way for all the series that are like that where it's based on a known intellectual property and then a bunch of other people move in. It's very hard to write characters like that and keep the same voice to them. Like Jason Aaron, who does the new Star Wars comics, he's done an amazing job of making them feel like you're in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. And And he does a great job with the characters. All of them feel like they did in the movies. So, you know, but I mean, that was much harder to accomplish in the novels and like Timothy Zahn in particular. Yeah, because you don't have you don't have pages to like, like, oh, that was kind of like in the movie and stuff like that. I do have a reverse of that. I know I have something that I did enjoy and but hated as it went on. You hated the ending? Yeah. It was Hunger Games. (laughs) yeah yeah i like the first book a lot i think the first book is a pretty solid book it's just they just got shitty as they went on it's just somebody watched i don't remember the lady who wrote its name i don't remember either she watched fucking battle royale and she's like i can do an american version of that <laughs> well I see, mean, the, pretty much i mean the book is kind of nothing like that unfortunately <laughs> the first one at least it's, it has it doesn't have a lot of that i hate the hunger games first one's got a lot of characterization and the second and third are just trying to drive through plot yeah, yeah. and it's like spread it out make if if she'd done a four-part series like they did with the movies she would have had enough to actually characterize people yeah and it would have been fine i can't even fucking think of that lady's name now oh, harper well. collins no that's that's a book company isn't it <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question. Uh, which books would you burn, Andy? The Bible. <laughs> uh, I would get all of the Star Wars novelizations and the offshoot novels and all of the Aliens and Predator offshoot <laughs> novels that aren't Prey. Yeah. Yeah, those. Those are really bad. Prey was really good, though. I know. Yeah. I remember. But all I have so many Alien and Predator and Terminator books that and you look, not good. I remember Terminator versus RoboCop comic. That would, I remember that being awesome as a kid. Yeah, because when you're a kid, you don't know what good is. You're just like, these are two things I love, and they're fighting. Yeah, RoboCop got his shit kicked in. That's what happened. Yeah. I remember RoboCop and Batman, but it ended very differently. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a nod to the uh, erotic fan fiction panel that Andy and I were a part of at Comic Palooza, where Andy played the part of Batman. As he had sex with RoboCop. <laughs> were, were, did you play Christian Bale, uh, Batman? As I recall, RoboCop was having sex with Batman. That's true. RoboCop had to re- reacquire his uh, severed penis from the police station. God, in, in, it was a flash grenade. In order to get his memories back. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a memory dick. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was a memory dick. <laughs> Instead of a memory disc, it was a memory right. dick. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much to Mandy for having us do Yeah, that. if you'd like to listen to that, it's available on the most recent fan fiction episode of Caster Quest. Which is one of our favorite shows, so check that out. What about you, George? Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> Which books would you burn? Shit that I don't enjoy. Uh, I really don't have an answer. All books. That's all books for George. <laughs> all, all books. Can, all can, books can, that have not been turned into movies already. Yeah, can we just burn all of those? Uh, How about no. Drapple fan fictions? Drapple what? Or Drapple slash fictions, I guess? It's Draco Malfoy falling in love with an apple. Drapple. What? That can't be real. Of course it is. The internet is a thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, it's a big thing. Well, bigger than you expect. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't have a book that I want to burn. It's like, yeah, fuck this book. Uh, Great Gatsby goes in that fucking fire. <laughs> I hate that book so much. I mean, but it had literary importance. Whatever. Somebody else can take up that slack. Oh, okay. Yeah. That book sucks. Um, Let's see. If you could turn a book into a movie, what book would you do that for and why? Oh, God. I don't want to say it because if I speak it, it will happen and I won't get the chance to make it. Dragon Singer, Dragon Song, Dragon Drums. They are three teenage books by Anne McCaffrey, maybe young adult books, that if done well, would be excellent. Would it be like the sequels of Dragonheart? No. Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) What book would you like, George? Uh, Well, it's a book you already read, uh, but I don't want to make it into a movie. I want to make it into a TV show. Uh, Kings of the Wild is what I want to try to do. I actually want to do that for realsies. So if you're listening to this, I call claimsies. Um, as much as I would like to see House of Leaves make it, made into a movie, I I'm think surprised it, it hasn't been made into one already. Won't do it's it right. so complicated. It like I think Darren Aronofsky is the only person that could maybe do it, but I don't think it would work very well. But there is a Daniel Lewski book that I would love to see made into a movie, or at least a short. And it's called The Fifty Year Sword, and it's a Halloween parable. And it um, took fifty years to make. No, it's about a, a sword that can, if you get cut by it, you age fifty years. Like thinner, sort of. Um, it's a it's a fantastic short story. I love it so much. All all of Mark's books come like in really unique packaging and designs too. And this one, it's all about this red ribbon and like how it's attached to the sword. And the whole time you're reading the book, there's red ribbons like runs through the spine. It's it's pretty interesting. Cool. Next question: What would your biography be titled, and how many pages would it be? I guess that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> You've thought about this. Uh. It depends on which route you go, I guess. If you go with a comedy, it could be pretty long. If you go with a horror, it could also be pretty long. If you go with action, it's going to be super short. It's a biography. Well, yeah, but what do you focus on? All of it. All aspects of your life. Oh, Lord. Yeah, probably three to 500 pages. So not long. George? Uh, first generation American? Okay. Or uh, the Greek Eagle. The Greek Eagle. <laughs> what was it? The Golden... Uh, the go- the Golden <laughs> Glorious Greek Eagle. Golden Glorious Greek Eagle. Or... uh or, uh, oh! or I can call it Texas Sugars, because this was my uh, parents' club back in the day. That okay. kind of makes it sound a little awkward. Really? Texas Sugars, the George Trips' story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know how long it would be. 500 pages? Okay. Maybe. Uh, mine would be called Fair Enough. <laughs> <laughs> you do use that a lot. And it would be about yeah. 700 pages, yeah. All right, moving uh, on. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite genre of book, Andy? I fucking hate biographies. Really, any nonfiction, I do not like it. I can agree with that. Um, yeah, it's... It's boring. Yeah, pretty much. For the most part. What about your favorite genre? Horror or fantasy. Both of them are really good. I'd be hard to press to say which one I like better. Yeah. Mine is probably science fiction for books. I'm right there with Andy. It's like a tie neck and neck between horror and fantasy. Horror might have a slight edge. Um, as far as least favorite, I think nonfiction of all types is right on the same edge. Uh, okay, last question. If your spirit had to be bound to a book after you died, which book would it be and why? Probably Dune. <laughs> <laughs> so no one would ever read it. <laughs> what? You haven't read Dune? No. I just look at the sheer size of that book. I'm like, nope, I gotta read it. It's one of the few books that every time I crack it open, I've forgotten what happens. So, like, every page, I'm like, oh, yeah. And that's really rare for me, so I like that book. Because each time, it's like reading it again for the first time. 
Or you just have a shit memory? No, because most everything else I remember very well. Okay. That's oh, my answer, so oh, now it's your turn, oh, my turn. Uh, the novelization of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can see that for you. <laughs> uh, for me, Treasure Island. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's like probably... <laughs> a pirate's the, life for me. That's my probably my favorite of all like the classic... You, you know, don't think... I, I have never read that. Really? You mm-hmm. would love it. Yeah, it sounds cool. I've just never yeah, read it. So, I mean, if i got to be a ghost and be haunted a book where I can read it all the time, you know... Ooh. That's the book I'd like to read. I like that we're just sitting behind whoever's reading it like watching them read it and reading over their shoulder like a dick. Turn the page faster. <laughs> or you're just hissing at them the whole entire time. Hiss. I'll give you a black spot if you don't turn the page. Why are you just saying hiss constantly? <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Mind Fudge Comedy. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and please go follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mindfudgecomedy. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, the Twitter account is at mindfudgers. If you'd like to follow me, it's at comicaljc. If you'd like to follow Andy. At Princess Sophia, S-U, and that's Sophia with an F. For George. Uh, George Tripsis, that's, you know, my first and last name, T-R-I-P-S-A-S. The glorious Greek golden eagle. I need to change that, my handle now to you that. Need to, you should change the, the G-G-G-G eagle. G-Eagle. Also, be sure to check out our comic book, Speak No Evil. Issue 3 should be coming out shortly. We're hoping the beginning of September. It'll probably be the end of September, but yeah. Hoping. And... You can get issue one and two on Comixology right now, or you can go to our website at Graybear Comics, G-R-A-Y. Uh, be sure to follow us at uh, Graybear Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We made a few sales this week, too, so thank you to whoever... Hey, awesome. Them. Yeah. Thumbs up for that. Yeah. And Let uh, us know what you think if you listen to the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, any of those places. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you'd like to check out my other podcast that has just started, it's called the Horror Geek Podcast, and it's available on all different podcast platforms as well. Or you can go to podcast.horrorgeeklife.com, which is the site that I write for. So check that out, and uh, we'll see you next week. Keep on reading. Turn in the pages. Oh!